Ladies and gentlemen, Let's Talk Battle Rap Podcast. We're back with none other than our special guest, CC on air. Yes, she was with us last week and we had so much fun that we had to bring her back again this week. CC, welcome Hi. back, player. How you feeling? What up, doll? You know, I'm just surviving, trying to live my best life. I'm living my best you life. And trying f- to live my best life, you know, outside is closed. So. Facts, man. And I'm also here with my main, my main, my main, my main man, France. What up, player? Hey, man, I'm so excited to be here. I'm even more excited to see CeCe's back another week. Uh, I just want to say, please tell your lovers and friends that CeCe, Vlad, and France had to do it again. <laughs> oh, my please God. Please tell your lovers and friends that CeCe, <laughs> Vlad, and France had to do it again. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Yo, do you remember that era, CC? The crush I era? Did. That's when I was beating bitches' asses. <laughs> oh, what? That went left. Eastside boy song on. Yo, I'm going at the hoes. Oh man, what's screw battle rapper right now? What is the worst beatdown you ever gave somebody? Uh, worst beatdown I ever gave somebody. Allegedly, because mm. we don't want them coming back. Yeah, you know allegedly. What I'm saying? allegedly. Don't indict. Don't indict yourself. Don't get yourself fired. Oh. <laughs> When I got my nickname, One Hit a Quitter. What? One Hit a Quitter. Yes, up at college because I knocked this girl so hard. She was just. And what was this knockout over? Okay, long story short, because it is a long story. Okay. Okay, long story short, it was an apartment party Mm -hmm. off campus, but we kept on getting noise violations. So then the, the campus police shut it down. And so my friend got citated for a noise violation. So she was already pissed. Mm-hmm. So she was telling everybody they had to go. And these three girls would not get up off her couch and they wouldn't leave. White so girls? Black telling, girls? <clears throat> there, it was two black girls, one Latino girl. Okay, okay. So, like, I'm helping her clean her apartment and I was just like, you need anything else before I leave? It was me and my best friend, KK. And she was like, these bitches need to go. I don't know why they not listen to me. Like, like they live here, but these hoes need to go. So I turned around and was just like, okay, like, is y'all just going to sit here or y'all going to leave mm-hmm. on y'all own? It's time for y'all to go. Long story short, we end up getting into a fight and the little Latino girl mm. thought she had the Latin heat from me and I slapped her ass real quick. Oh, man. A punch or a slap? It was a punch. This was CC around here. I don't pull hair and I don't scratch bitches. I will punch your ass to death. I'm going to loop that up. <laughs> Yo, what I'm a story. I'm shaking my hair. Okay, and I got these twisted. Got them both. Yo, man. That crunk oh, era was something else, man. Because I remember I had to adapt to it because, you know, as France would like to say, I'm straight out the 80s, <laughs> right? So, 80s, 90s, early 2000s. I was trying to hate at first, but y'all got in line. Once you felt that energy and understood it, it was like, all right, I'm not looking for the lyricism anymore. I'm not looking for entendres. I'm not looking for deeper meanings. Is the bass hitting? Is the hook repetitive? Am I enjoying myself? Okay, I could throw the rest of this out the window and I could start enjoying this. But before that, it was hell for me, man. Like, coming from New York and, like, the home of lyricists and rapping and skill. And then you're like, yo, these guys ain't even trying. Like, what is they going sure on? They sure wasn't. 
They, they sure wasn't. They and I was like, yo, from oh, I want to say like the middle of oh three, oh four, all the way up for like those next few years. It was just like. I'm not even listening to rap no more. I had to take a break. It was like, this is crazy right here. The Soldier Boy. But era. he had Jada Kiss on that one song, though. And that shit Jada Kiss is a feature whore. He's a whore. You got Jada that money? What was that song? <laughs> he had him on a couple of joints, man. Yeah, and then he had Ice Cube. So he tried. He, he, he like, he tried. You know, Lil John tried. He had Nas on the record. Don't give me that. Listen, I listened to the entire. I like the album. I'm not gonna lie to you. After a while, I had to submit to the will of the white man and the record company <laughs> owner that said, "You gonna like this shit." <laughs> I'm like, you know what? I can't fight it no more. Isaac can't fight it no more, Look. man. I'm a nuck until I'm buck, man. Like I can't fight Look. it no more. I was done. I was. I like, loved it. Nah, it was great. Once you got into it though, and you're like, okay, wait a minute, I can enjoy comedies. I can enjoy horror films. I can enjoy dramas. I can enjoy thrillers. I can enjoy documentaries. Why can't I compartmentalize my rap? Once Thank I, you. Once I did that, it was like the world opened up to me. And I was like, oh, okay. This is great. Now I can enjoy this. Without... Throw your hood up. Yeah, throw your hood <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't have to feel ashamed that I like the Yin Yang Twins now. You know what I'm saying? I don't have to feel bad, man. But it's like, I, I feel for people who can't adjust and just say, you know what? It's a vibe. I'm going to like this vibe for what it is, but it's not the end all be all. You know what I'm saying? Word. What's the, what, what, what was the best time in music for you guys? We're talking all genres. We're talking just hip hop. Uh, or... We'll stick with hip hop. Uh, really, just two thousand and like one to like two thousand. I was gonna say, yeah, early two thousands for me because I was a little kid during the nineties, mm. golden era, yeah, yeah. golden age. You know, Pac and Biggie. Like, I look, I I'm mixed, so my mama was white, uh-huh. and my dad is a old school black man who don't <laughs> like the n word. So I was not allowed to. I rock with him with that. Shit. Yeah, yeah. I was not allowed to listen to none of that shit. Yeah. I had to sneak over my friends' houses to listen to <laughs> that type of shit. Sneaking and okay, uh, but I was not. I was forbidden mm. to bring that in their house. Mm-hmm. So, like growing up, I listened to more R and B. But as far as hip hop, I would say like the early two thousands and like my first like real rapper that I really fell in love with was like Jeezy, like Trap or Die. When yeah. he dropped Trap or Die. Oh, uh, man. I, I, I tell you what, oh, I, I, I got sent home from school very proud with my Trap or Die shit. shit. Last time I heard I was a man on these streets. <laughs> Call me rest. Yo, I thought real talk. You can't bear the snowman. <laughs> I thought he was so whack when I first heard him, right? What? I was like, I don't understand what is going on right now. Like, why do people like this guy? Like, he is a simpleton. Like, what is going on right now? Like, I didn't get it. And and then the DVD (laughs) came out, right? Yo, when the DVD came out, I said, let me watch this bullshit, right? (laughs) And then he's in the radio. He's in the studio. He's like, um, what was that ride where he was like, but I forgot what the lyrics was, but he was in the studio and I was like, Oh, 
I get it now. Like I understood where he was coming from because the whole picture came together. And then it was so simple that it was beautiful after a while. But I can't lie. When I first, first, first heard the snowman, I said, nah, man. I said, it's some bullshit, man. I'm like, I'm not I remember how I first heard of Jeezy. Well, the first time I really heard of him was because, mm-hmm. you know me, like, growing up, I love like lyrical warfare and yeah, rap. So I love this records. Yeah. I love this records. So like when Jeezy and Gucci were like going oh, at it because man. of like Icy and all that, stick, stick, like two, stick, two, stick, 2005, stick, I was like, oh, I'm a Gucci. Oh, it's good. They're going at it. Two guys from the South Island. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Oh, yeah, man. let's get it. Word. Now, nah, but once I saw that DVD, I said, oh, okay, this all makes sense now. All it right. Was DMF. Oh, so yeah. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. You I was, I was like, okay. I was like, okay, oh, no. this makes sense. I get it now. I get it. And then, you know, after a while, I'm like, yo, okay, he's stepping it up. Like he's taking this shit serious. And I was like, I rocked with Jeezy. Ever since then, I was like, cool. But I can't lie. The first time I heard him, I was like, this ain't it, Chief. But they kept pouring that money into it. <laughs> they was like, you gonna like this? Oh, yeah. I was like, I do, I do. You gonna like this one way or another? Word, cause I was in the Ti and all that, cause Ti could rap, and I was like, Oh, I like Ti. Yeah, Ti like was he, he's one rapping ass fool. <clears throat> then when Jeezy came out, I said, Oh lord. You guys weren't more ludicrous than Ti. Nah, I was more Ti than Lud- I fuck with, was- with with Ludacris, but it was more Ti. I feel like Ludacris. I feel like Ludacris is slept on a lot. He is very lyrical. Oh yeah, but um. The yeah, an- T.I. for me. The animated like, guys. I feel like T.I.'s longevity. Like, Ludacris, I could, I already knew Ludacris was going to be a long longevity rapper. Mm-hmm. He was going to have his little season, and that was going to be pretty much it. Mm-hmm. And I was right. And Luda was, Luda was stuck around for a while. Luda Not compared to no T.I. <laughs> but with, like... The animated rappers like Ludacris and Busta Rhymes, they never get their full credit because they're such visual artists and, mm. you know, they're, they're so all over the place. They're not afraid to try different things and go outside the box that people will overlook them. Whereas you look at a Jay-Z and go, yeah, that's the real, that's the streets or whatever. But I'm like, yo, Busta Rhymes can rhyme really well. You know what I'm saying? But I mean, you, you don't look at them albums way. were dope though. Like, yeah. to a whole Ludacris album too. Exactly, so, exactly. But you it's know. It's no knock to him. I just didn't think he would be around for a long time. But you know what's crazy though? If you look at hip hop and you look at people's top fives <clears> of all time and this and that, if you ain't rapping some kind of street shit or tied to the streets... You ain't gonna make it to the top of that list. It's just recently now you got people like, well, I, I got J. Cole in my top five, and I, I've got, you know, uh, he's in my top five. And I'm like, now. Don't do that about Cole. Don't do that to him. Don't do that to him. But before that, like, yo, if you wasn't rapping about the streets, like, you was not getting no burn on that list. Like, look at Rakim. Rakim looked like the biggest drug dealer on earth. Coogee rapping them, Kane and them, Jay-Z and them, Nas and them. You're not throwing these hyper-animated dudes in that list with them. They're like, are you crazy? Get them out of here. But you know, now you got guys like Lil Uzi Vert. He's in my top five of all I time. I was just thinking that. I was just thinking that. No, these young kids are putting Uzi in the top ten and fives. Yeah. I'm telling you. You're there's, no one, there's, there's no one there's no one there to alleviate them. There's no one there there's no one there to teach them. But no, but there's Kendrick and Cole. There's Kendrick and Cole. 
Kendrick and Cole's in the top five, you know? That's the only two guys. Don't go Kendrick now. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't, you, you went too no, far. No, no, see, I'm not. But here's, a, here's the thing. They're only, like, whenever they want to balance out all those other 10,000 little guys, they only throw Kendrick and Cole at us. I'm like, there's got to be more guys who are rapping really well than just Kendrick and Cole. They can't be the only two. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Meek in the streets and he can rap. He can, you know, can. And he from the East Coast. Y'all just mad because y'all ain't got no New Yorkers like that. That's why you're mad. That's mm. why you're mad. Uh, I guess the New Yorkers ain't running shit. <laughs> I like Meek. Y'all music. best hope is Benny and uh, what what's that group called? Griselda. Yes, that's your best hope. Benny can rap. Benny can hey, rap. Listen, man. I'm just I'm waiting the, for them to I'm, make I'm that breakout, man. I'm from the Bronx. And Pop Smoke was that dude, man. He was Pop about to make that breakout. But unfortunately, rest yeah. in he had Unfortunately, he, some fuck niggas did some shit to him. Know. He had the commercial appeal. He had the party songs. Like That's what I'm waiting for from play. Benny and them. Like, I'm waiting for them to like, yo, dog, I want to go somewhere and hear your music played in public. And not in a place where there's like a hundred guys standing around. You know what I'm saying? With like one That's woman in there. Benny, like Benny and them is like. Well, they finally made a song with Drake. So they, well, you they know, don't what I'm need some commercial appeal because and make some song with some women. Like, come on, like this is getting a bit redundant, yo. No friends. That's what I'm saying, right? I mean, Jay Z's trying to push them. Jay Z trying to help them. Jay Z's like, look, guys, I had to make songs with women and R and B guys too. You guys, y'all gonna have to do this at some point, man. Mm -hmm. You can't just be. uh, Yeah, they just gotta get out their comfort zone. Yeah, absolutely, man. But you know, that's all that is. But that's y'all best hope. That is as of right now. That's y'all best hope to take over uh, the mecca. It's crazy though, because right now the South. Yo, when the South, the South when, says it's theirs. When the South got that shit, they said, "Look at here, dog." It's our shit, and we gonna mumble all the way through it. They go, now, they go. That motherfucker try to keep us out all the year. We ain't giving this shit back right here. We can hate each other. I don't care, but we gonna work together and we gonna keep this shit. And mm-hmm. hit, My boy. ABC rhymes is doing just enough. Okay. Y'all could be lyrical, but I am getting money. It made it meant nothing, man, after a while. I was like, damn. South ain't never gave it back, boy. They ain't never Hell gave no, that plate back. To give it back. Ugh, I don't blame them. I don't blame them. <clears throat> you know what I really don't, man, because New York, yo, <laughs> we was arrogant when we had it. We was like at the end of the day the history comes from here so like it's all right it's a different it's a different era i can let you have it let you enjoy it it's been 20 it years i grew up i grew up in the, in the mecca and his prime and all that or in his modern prime i should say yo you got okay with it all right, so the I'm first, right with it the first 20 years new york had it and now the south has had it for like the last 20 years this is crazy this is crazy now everyone's just starting to sound the same a little bit it's like I'm like, how can Roddy Rich just end up sounding like Young Thug, and Young Thug could just end up sounding like Wayne, and then like it's like it's all all right, and then it's like whatever, I don't care. It's just all entertainment to me, kind of like battle rap is now, right? I was just about to say now because people are saying the same thing about battle rap. Mm-hmm. All, everybody want to sound or look like twerk on stage, you know, shaking their hand, 
when it comes to <laughs> pointing the pointing the guns. Everybody got to shake their hand like they got Tourette's or some shit. Like you know, everybody does the pop. Man, you know what I was. Excuse me. I, every time I talk to Vlad, right? Because we, we, since we have like a, a gap in age and gap in views and a gap in like generation of like when we view things, I always like love to talk to him about like what if something in the two thousands or two thousand tens was in the eighties or the nineties. And then I'm thinking about like now battle rap. What if Twerk was doing all this hand gesturing <laughs> when it was corner to corner battle rap, like in the street corners of like a bodega oh, were, and all the hoods and, and the fuck out of you. <laughs> like I just want to put Twerk in a time machine. To, to hear him say the Tuli Blam and all that stuff, they would have thrown the corner. Everybody look at him crazy. Come back, it, yo! It's yeah, they would have looked at him like he was nuts. It's like some they things you just can't recreate. It's like, yo, imagine Young Thug stepping into a cipher with like Lord Finesse and them from like that. They'd be like, yo, what is he singing? Is he squealing? Like, what's happening right now? Like. <laughs> <laughs> what is, they're looking like an alien they would and you know but it's just different times but i appreciate what he does it took me a minute to come around to it but it's like yo i can appreciate it you know but young it's just so off from where we are who young thug or twerk or both because when twerk oh. first came out out url pushed him so hard they were yo this dude had his own commercial before he had his, his first battle on url and i was like he better be good and then he battled dougie and i was like he was all right. <laughs> and everyone was like, nah, you don't get it. I'm like, I don't. But as time went by and I was like, oh, I get it now. You know, like he's he's pretty good. You know what I'm saying? But I just wish he just kept it together more. He might be the biggest product of the controversy in Battle Rap that lies today as like winning matters or not or like moments matter because Torque is a walking highlight reel. Mm-hmm. He's the Dominique and, Wilkins of battle rap, huh? He's the Dominique Wilkins of battle rap. Listen, if if I just made a highlight reel of his career the last three years, you would think this guy is like an all time guy. It's incredible some of the things he could do, but he can't sustain it for a long period of time. But you walk out of a battle, all you remember is that that bounce. Yeah. <laughs> That's, mm-hmm. uh, it's it's just such a tough thing because. You know, battle rap was built on competition, built on winners and losers, built on yeah. who was victorious at the end of the day. And it seems like, you know, after Fight Club and Grind Time, when mm-hmm. judging was just taken out, it was just kind mm-hmm. of like, well, we'll just leave it into the hands of discussions. And when you start doing that, only guys who were innately competitive will take it that seriously. You got your guys like Hitman, who they don't want to lose at walking to the to the car you know what i'm saying like, i gotta get to the car first dog you know what i'm saying like you got guys like that who just they don't want to lose at nothing so they'll always bring 110 percent. but then you know you start paying cats and winning and losing doesn't matter and they keep on moving on to the next stage of their career it's just like i just gotta do me like it really doesn't matter if i win or lose at this point i got a, i got an interesting take on it but i want to hear what cc thinks first before i unleash this well, I mean, that's why I always say, and I will always keep repeating it, that's why Geechee is the face of the URL in Bad Rap, because, yes, he's in this new class of uh, people, but he is always on point. He like a hitman. He's not trying to walk into no battle and lose. He takes it seriously. He's always prepared. He don't be messing up. Like, He's professional. Like, absolutely. That's the thing. It's like, you know, that's cool that you will highlight real. But at the end of the day, 
at the end of the day, your legacy is based on wins and losses. Mm. What do you think, friends? Like, that's I think, I well, for, first, like when people will say like winning doesn't matter, <clears throat> they kind of like diminish the historical context of battle rap. It was literally built off of winning and people stopped battling at some point because every single rapper in the game battled to get to become like a, a signed artist. They stopped battling because battling was such a liability that if they lost, they could lose their deals, yeah. they'll lose their, their credibility, they'll lose their fame, they will <laughs> lose sales on record, all this crazy shit, lad. Mm -hmm. So, like, and then, like, you think of, like, early tournaments, the fight clubs, the, the scribble jams, because that's where Eminem came from, right? And Eminem didn't win, Yeah, you know? Yeah. I mean, Eminem's still Eminem, so you want to point to that and be like, well, see, winning doesn't matter. Eminem <laughs> lost, he's Eminem. And that's not the truth, because... No, it, it, made, him, it made him have to even... Go dig, harder, dig harder, yeah, harder. yeah. It, it, it made it, it, if he if he would have won it, there would, there's an argument he could have been complacent from all that. <laughs> but, but, nigga, like, M, like people don't realize, like Eminem was not 22 when he blew up. Eminem right. was in his 30s when he blew up, and from and for years he was battle rapping and he was trying to do these contests and he was trying to get around people. And still trying to survive. He will, he will always life. lose in the finals. Like yeah. you, you get right there, right there, and losing the finals. So, so that's what I'm saying. It's like you know, a lot of times, like yeah, back in the day, like like you can make so much progress, and you could have been better than everybody, but you could have had one bad night, and all your progress goes out the window. You got to start all over again. But but the the see, but the thing with M though is that even if he took that loss which you know everything is objective and if you're sitting there in the moment and at those times it wasn't like oh we're watching it back on video pressing pause rewinding going back and saying no no I, as i looked into that quadruple entendre he really won the battle then it's like yo you in the moment who won oh juice won okay eminem took the l or whatever but it was m's desire to be great at the rap and that got people to notice him and it took your man Gerardo rico suave to say yo this dude right here is fire like i'm watching him in this rap olympics and he's he's the real deal right there so i think whether you win or lose if you come to bring your 100 percent trying to be the best version of you i think that's where the victory lies because opinions will always be there no matter what and people mm -hmm. have their bias people will have their own personal taste but I see a lot of guys who were just, and girls, who were just showing up going, yeah, I'm, I'm here. here. I'm here. Let me, let me, re let me read this to you guys. I'm cute enough, so, so hopefully somebody <laughs> just thinks I, they can take my cute ass in their squad and help me get a record deal or whatever. Mm -hmm. right. I'm cute, though. It's like, and that's the thing. It's like, like, like with the men, like, yes, you can be a highlight girl. And ladies, yes, you could be bad as fuck. You could be cute as hell. But at the end of the day, like, this is about the bars. Yep. Let, me, let me read this to you guys. Right? I put this out yesterday. The topic of winning and losing in battle rap is more simple than everyone makes it out to be. Up-and-comers climbing the ladder need wins with good performances to get on the radar. Once your brand is established and your competition level rises, you just have to perform well and stay competitive. That's how we are nowadays. As far as losing, if you're an unranked up-and-coming battler, only hardcore fans will appreciate the potential in your losses. You won't appeal to the masses. Once you have a strong enough fan base, you give them enough content to please them and don't get bodied, you never lose in this culture. Well, yeah, that's true because, like, we'll twerk. 
I don't think Twerk has ever been bodied. Has he been bodied before? I can't think of one. He's had a he's had a he's had a couple of ugly ones. DNA was on it. Oh yeah. He's got a couple of ugly ones in the belt, a but rough nights. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I forgot about him in DNA. I always I don't know why I always forget that DNA battle twerk. We forgot the whole Summer Madness seven. We forgot the whole SM seven. Well, twerk did a great job sweeping underneath the rug for me because I always be forgetting about that one. So he he, he be good with the narrative. I be telling people that I'm like he's good with the narrative. I'll give him that. But but I, I guess why winning doesn't matter to a lot of people is because you can be a bad winner or a good loser. In, in battle rap nowadays because people are looking for entertainment. But I think you get to a level once like you become top tier or in demand where you don't ever lose as long as you perform well. But to get to that level, winning does matter. You gotta show a clear separation of skill. Trying mm-hmm. to get Facts. to that to that point for sure. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Because like when, even with like him like even with Twerk and Geechee, like I don't think I know some people say it's three oh for Geechee. Yeah. I don't see it that way. But like he still has some moments, and I said it in the last uh, podcast we did last week. I said that there were some things that went over people's heads. Mm-hmm. So, and like with Nitty, like Nitty has he has some losses too. But and you know I love Nitty, okay. But Nitty got a couple losses. Not not, not according to the app. But it, but it <laughs> not, not according to the app. Well, we all know that fucking app is crazy. So, <laughs> we know people be standing and capping for their face. We're not going we, You know people be hitting that damn button. The first says... When they say, hey, yo, people be like... The data says, Mr. Cornell... I don't want to hear that. But like with Nitty, like, yes, Nitty has a couple losses, but it wasn't because he was bad. It wasn't like he literally just dropped the ball. Yeah, you know what I'm he, saying? Or he might have like got Geechee, out class that night. Like Geechee got a couple debatables that are going his way, but it wasn't because he dropped the ball. He choked. You know what I'm saying? On one round, two rounds, or three rounds, or he just jerseyed it. Like, you know, so I think there's a difference between just. My brother, are you blending ice? Like, what's going on over there? Yikes. Yo, that is the loudest keyboard. Bruh, you are aggressive. You are an aggressive typer. Yo, is that a 1920s typewriter you writing on right now? It is. It is. It is. My man got a Commodore 64 over there, man. But I'm just saying, like, there is, like, levels to, there's levels to winning. Like, you can barely win. Like, it could be a debatable. It could go either way. Or it could be a clear win. Or it could be ugly, because Murder Mook for a long time went winning, and we weren't happy. Look. Look, I still, I, you know what, though? I I think it gets to be this simple. (laughs) If winning didn't matter, when the battles would be over, we wouldn't even try to discuss who won. We wouldn't say, yo, who do you think won? You know, and we do, we still do that after every single battle. We still want to know who do you have winning? Who do you have winning? So ultimately, at the end of the day, it does matter because it is a lyrical competition. You know, but, but I think why people are saying this is because of twerk and chess, you know. Mm-hmm. Not to, not saying that these two are the only two people that fit this criteria, but these two people have had their moments of 
good and bad. Mm-hmm. And despite the bad, they keep getting pushed and booked. So that's why in watching Champion, they all have said these two names multiple times. So mm-hmm. it's not just us nitpicking. Well, well, but then, well, then when you when you see shit like Verb and Pat State battle, and Pat State wins a judge decision, and then a day later you see a murder Mook and Verb trailer, they're like, oh, what the fuck? What's the point of losing the, the Pat State if you were going to get Mook anyway? Well, Which, I don't know. Wasn't that was Mook, Mook and Verb booked already? Yeah, Pat State broke the news right then and there in that third round. And we were like, you ain't even let Rodney get his announcement off like that? Right. Okay, he's so petty. But you know, (laughs) here's the thing. When it becomes a business, things change. Like, you know, you Mm -hmm. see it all the time with your favorite artist. He's hardcore. He's raw. He's from the streets. He's undeniable. He's talking to the people. Then they get that record deal. They get polished up a little bit. They put out a couple of hit records. And then the people start to go, he's not the same guy that I heard before. This ain't the same dude. He's not as Nicki raw Minaj. as he is. Right? You Nicki see what Minaj. I'm saying? So then it's like... It's the poster child, that shit, because Nicki Minaj mixtapes mm-hmm. is not the same as uh, Young Monkey, Young Money, <laughs> Nicki Minaj. Right. Okay? So, you know, that's so, a good point. And it's like, once it becomes a thing where it becomes a business and money is being made and names are bringing asses into the clubs and into these you know venues it's like hey man who do people want to see who can and make that's what Fork and chess do they bring asses to the to well they bring people to the venue because ain't nobody sitting yeah it's like but, um, who can sell app subscriptions yeah who can get these true. youtube views up and who can get people to pay to leave their house to walk through these doors? I don't care if this guy lost 10 times in a row. If 200 people want to show up to watch him perform, I'm going to book him. And that's where we're at. Whereas if you're not at that point yet, and you're still like, yo, I'm that raw MC. I'm the lyrical, miracle, spiritual. Like if you're still that guy who's fighting for that recognition, you're going to want to win. You're going to want to say, nah, I battle him and I killed him. But once you're there, it's kind of like, eh, I'm here. I got my chicken. Like, I'm good. So I feel like with everybody, so I feel like with everybody talking about this topic, it seems like, like more so that the fans care about the winning and the losing because that's all we talk about after these battles. Right. Yeah. Whether people keep it a buck or not. But I feel like, and I agree with like P and J and, and like the rest of them, that the leagues don't really care because right now it's the business. Mm-hmm. Like, and with caffeine now on board and you got people like Drake on board, like for the long run, we got to keep this business relationship good. So- as long as, as long as you're at that level and just stay competitive, nobody cares. And you know what, CeCe, I'm sorry to bring down your state, but uh, I guess the reason why people feel like winning doesn't matter because guys like 40 Cal can make a blog every day because Ill Will didn't get the job done. And we all have Will winning. We're not going to do this again. 40 Cal just made a blog battling the coronavirus on on, (laughs) on bullpen. You see, this is what happens when you don't win. Yeah, I, here's the thing, though. 
Yeah, I do. He ain't gonna ever go away. I do. It's over for me. Nah, nah. He has to get killed. If he gets killed, then you know we'll see him slow down. But until he clearly dies, he ain't gonna slow down. France, I do agree with you. I feel like as long as you're keeping it competitive while keeping it entertaining, you're cool. But the moment you have a really bad outing, that's when things start to matter. Look at Rich Dollars. He was a decent rapper. He had went, he beat Calico. You know what I'm saying? He had some wins under his belt. He had some losses under his belt. But when he took that really bad loss, that's when people wanted to talk. Loso was the golden boy. And then the moment he didn't have such a stellar performance versus Briz, that's when the winning and the losing started to matter. So it's like, as long as you're competitive, competitive, as long as you're competitive and you're putting out good content, people are like, all right, cool. We can always debate it. But the second your ass takes the dramatic L. Look, once again, once once you have a strong enough fan base and you give them enough content to please them and don't get bodied, you never lose. It's that simple. Man, just can't get bodied, man. Don't get bodied. Can, can, I, yo, I have a funny question. Can anybody get bodied in this quarantine time period of all these digital battles? Is that is that possible? <laughs> Anything Can somebody possible. really get bodied over Skype right now? I'm waiting to see if it's possible. Anything is possible, man. You don't take it serious and the other guy takes it super serious? You can look crazy. You can look crazy. You guys, get, you guys get a chance to watch uh, Tay Rock versus Mike P? I sure did. I watched it. It was real quick. I mean, I mean, it was a one rounder. I thought it would be longer, but usually one one rounders be long. But I mean, it was okay. It was not. It was something okay. You know. But I'm gonna go back and watch. You know, old battles like I've been doing for weeks. You know, just you know, going back and watching my faves. But I mean, I appreciate the effort. Shout out like to Uncle Smack and them are doing. Shout out to and Uncle I Smack. That and Rock had some cool. Like it was, it was cool. Like I liked it, but I wish it was a little bit longer because then it was like a, a interview with Smack oh, afterwards. Yeah, and yeah, and I was just like, that was I, cool. I, I was yeah. like, I don't care, but um, yeah, but shout out to Uncle Smack for trying to keep us entertained during this quarantine, yeah, exactly, and this pandemic. You know, exactly. we uh, we appreciated it. It's not the same feel, though. You know, France, I'm starting to feel like I would just rather everyone just chill out and just wait. Like, the more of these video conference battles we get, I think the less I'm going to be into it, honestly. It it just doesn't have the same feeling to me. when iBattle started it because it's like, they made it kind of cool. They turned it into a tournament. They had a pot. You know, uh, people did it just to keep people entertained. More importantly, it was free. It was free. You know what I mean? <laughs> so that was all right. Like, I, I, it was kind of cool. Like, it, it made me want to, like, all right, go promote their app. Go download it. Go watch a few 90-second clips. Mm-hmm. Now we got these three-minute one-rounders. Now you got John John and, and, and DNA hosting an event. Now you got dudes charging people for virtual battles. Now you got an IG Battle League. Like I, I'm, I'm, I'm going crazy now. Yeah, I'm. You got two IG battle leagues. You got Twerk and Hollow. All right. Twerk had the battle of the year on his IG battle. League. Oh man, I gotta hear this round, no, he brother. Has the pause of the year <laughs> so far. We we gonna press pause. Yo, pause yourself before this guy starts to rap. <laughs> this jerky boy round right here. <laughs> 
Yes, sir. All right, ready? Ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm working on this for like two weeks. Two weeks you've been working on this. All right, ready? New Jersey twerk shake that ass like your name shit. Rip me up from behind and in the morning make my back ache. They call me fat boy, but my dick is the same shape. Me, you and Shook need a threesome on the way. We don't even need a bedroom. You can fuck me on some hay. took him that long to get to that point. No, because at first he probably was like, twerk, shake that ass. He's like, shake that ass. Oh, yeah. my back break. Hit a back break. <laughs> he said, you can fuck me. He should have been like, what? I can what? Like that one guy everybody uses that be like, yo, what the fuck? That's oh, like yeah. the new one. What? what? I'm, yeah. yeah, I'm sorry. Like, how unfortunate that is probably the best quarantine battle I've seen this entire oh time. Oh, my God. It made me laugh. I'm going to remember it forever. <laughs> there goes Twerk with another highlight. He didn't even have to rap. Yo, that's the ultimate finesse. The dude paid him 100 bucks and he didn't even have to rap. He just kicked him off the live. <laughs> Save the round for the next dude. Yo, friends, remember them two dudes from... um. Oh, were they from Grind Time? It was the black dude and the white dude. And um, remember they had that two-on-two in the alleyway? Remember that joint? Can't recall. Oh, man. Well, anyway, these dudes, right? So they would get features. People would pay them to do features and whatnot. So they'd be like, all right, cool. Send us the track or whatever. They send them the track. And they say, yo, when you listen to the track, though, I want you to videotape yourself because, you know, we want to use the content, whatever, whatever. Yo, these dudes would come up with the craziest homosexual rhymes. To, to, like, just how this dude did it. Like, they would, and then the artist would be sitting there, and their face would be like, yo, what's going on right now, man? So, this ain't nothing new. This is a bunch of white boy humor, which, you know, if you grew up around some white boys, you definitely are laughing your ass off to this joint, man. And I definitely I mean, laugh my ass off to it. Social media, you be seeing that from time to time. Like, these white boys is they all they're a different breed. You know what? what I'm saying? They, they comfortability sexually is, is it, a little... Um, it's, listen, they punch each the other in the dicks. <laughs> like, why are you punching each other in the dicks for? Like, I ain't never met no brother that tried to punch bro. another brother. Like, bro. <laughs> bro. Oh, bro, Charlie's punch, bro. sleeping on my couch. Put your nuts on his forehead. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> you should fuck me on some <laughs> hay. <back. laughs> right. Get that fucker back. Put your nuts on his forehead, bro. Bro, like, wh- while he was sleeping, I put my dick in his soda. He didn't even know. <laughs> <laughs> he drank all of it like just gulp like he drank my dick bro <laughs> that's, that's, what, that's what they do yo you ever seen a picture where they came on a dude's face when he fell asleep and the dude like alright podcast over <laughs> yo they be wildin 
That's no, what... I did not see that. But you know what? I'm surprised there wasn't a mass murder no. in that house. White boys are different. Because I could not. I, I had, I had to disinfect my, my screen for that one. Like. that to him, whether he was black, white, Chinese, these white Latino. boy frat boys. It's like you fall asleep. You leave yourself subjected to this. That's the frat life. Them dudes is crazy. No, 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 no. That's the white frat life. Let's oh, get that right. Oh, thank, thank, thank you for clearing it up, France. I, I, I greatly appreciate that. <laughs> it's true though. Like they, how do you greet your boy by punching him in his crotch? Like, why are we doing this? Like, we not, we not, we not doing this. You know what I'm saying? Like, we doing too much. Then these dudes end up running Fortune 500 companies. And we're like, bruh, every white <laughs> frat boy that was at Michigan State when I was there is probably like in charge of their father's company, That's making crazy. millions of dollars. And they're but still these were the fucking heathens of the campus. And they're still running heathens. around yanking each other's cocks, man, when they see each other. Bro, remember heathens. that time in 03 when you know you woke up and you like walked out the hallway and I like yanked your dick in front of your girl? Like, oh my god, like those be wilding, man. They just do too much. And the brothers, we just be looking at them like, what y'all doing? (laughs) Torkel's like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Got the game. (laughs) What? He's like, I'm out of (laughs) here. And and Twerk is not the most uh, (laughs) LGBT friendly rapper out there. Oh, he sure is not. He better be lucky that was done on a phone. Not he better be face. lucky all he said was what? Listen, all I want is for that same white kid to go on multiple battle rappers' lives and do the exact same thing. Oh, man. <laughs> It'd be hilarious, yo. See, if Brian Time I, is still around, he can get some battles. He he needs to he needs to battle Hollow to Don. I need to hear some Hollow <sighs> make love to this white guy bars. <laughs> Hollow, I swallow, and you could fuck me until my ass is hollow. You're <laughs> too good at this. Hollow's gonna be like, yo, my boy, you that's not loopy. <laughs> like, you need to get it together, my boy. Nah, we're not doing that, baby. Like, well, <laughs> thankfully though, we, we get a we get a we get a break from quarantine battles. Do we? For how long? Not too much long. Shout us to Battle Academy. Yep. They finally released their, uh, I guess, their event they had in April. I guess they repackaged it and rebranded it, and they renamed it the Stimulus Package Event. Mm, good marketing. So they're, having one, they're having one-on-one battles. So they're having the battlers in the room, I guess, and just going to be them individually. No audience. No, it's like the quiet room. No, I'm no not entourage. A little, little quiet room-ish. Um, still not necessarily falling into the role of social distancing. Because then there's a cameraman, there's the league host, there's the battlers. Brothers you know. don't give up. I'm sure there's going to be a lobby of battlers somewhere. Smoking um, blunts and drinking apart, Hennessy, battling. passing it to each other. Yeah, so I, it's, still, it's still a little irresponsible. <laughs> Sharing Chinese food, eating from the same spoons. Right, who crazy. got that yak? <laughs> Yo, you got a cup? Got just, just take my cup, Sean. Right, we ain't got no more cups. I'll but but is this is like, too irresponsible in the name of battle rap? Is this doing is this doing too much? Listen, man, I w- I'm not partaking in it. I wouldn't partake in it, but I gotta get that check, man, by any means necessary. But that's the thing with these battle rappers, and it's like it's no shade because I mean a lot of people are out check. of work. Yeah, so we ain't getting our checks. That's y'all job, y'all. 
battle rap is your job. So if you're not battling, you're not making no money right now. Brothers. Like for a lot of these cats. Now, I know some other people got other incomes, and that's cool. Got other hustles they can do from the side. But the majority of these guys' money and these girls' money is battle rap. So, yeah. you know, I, I mean, I hope that, like, Smack and these other leagues are breaking people off something. Oh, you know, they signing them to, like, those... uh. Some quarantine so, deals, man. They're like, listen, <laughs> I understand you guys need some money right now. However, Beasley. we've all I been affected Beasley. by this quarantine and the payout like, isn't bro, the same. You don't cash at me a thousand dollars and shut the hell up. You know, you sitting on stacks. Don't do that. He, he, he's trying, a, he's trying everybody to multi-battle deals right now. Five battle deal for $3,000 right what? now in your cash app. <laughs> Damn, Why, I could, what's I the, could use what's them the, three What's stacks? the over-under on battlers that sign a multi-battle deal right now? They're all man. taking that bread right now and they all getting shorted. <laughs> like, are you crazy? That's what I'm saying. It's Damn, like if you a... know somebody needs it and you got it and you can, you know, pocket profit some more. That's capitalism. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying it's right, but you know that's I'm not and I'm not saying that's what URL is doing. All of that was for comedy purposes. I'm not saying this is how Beasley does business at all. So nobody hit my line and talking about, oh, don't be putting out these false narratives. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> but I can definitely see some smaller battle leagues going, yo, you need a check? I got something for you. It ain't what I could usually give you, but I can give you this right now. And I can see battlers saying, all right, I'll take it. You know what I'm saying? So I could definitely see that happening right now. Well, the stimulus yeah. package. You got, that hoop? you got that hoop? Huh? You got that hoop? Oh, yeah. It's a little basketball hoop in Ballin'. my Balling. Look. Look. Balling. Look. Hi, Draymond. I'm just trying to live my best life. Okay. Now, but- stimulus package. We got a. Uh, we got Bill Collector and Chef Trez, mm, which would probably be a fun battle to watch. Yeah, it should be a quiet room. room. It should. I ain't mad at that. But you know what, too? If you think about the social distancing and they're saying, hey, no more than 10 people at a gathering. If you go into the supermarket, there's going to be people there. So you're taking a chance. Well, just you, can, you, can't, you can't adapt this mindset, though. You can't say, well, I'm, if I'm already on a supermarket, I'm going to go take a, to this, go to this apartment and go battle. I it, mean, it can't be that way. I mean, you can if you drawn. Look, you can if your kids got to eat. What if you literally well, are coming are down to places? Right. But what if you're literally coming down to zero in your account? And you literally cannot get your kids some food or even yourself I mean, like, some food. Hey, and they're the like, day, yo, I got this bread for you to content. do this. Like, it's content. We're, we're, we're going to pay for it. We're going to watch it. I, I'm just questioning if it's a little much at, for the time period. I, you know. I mean, see, see, look, look, here, here is what here, here's where I feel like advantage was not was not utilized. When URL flew out everybody to Orlando, they should have did the one on ones. You're already there, and, and, and Sunday's there. You have everybody there. It's like, bro, don't just cancel it. You already flew these guys out. You already damn near risked their lives. They're already like been interacting, smoking there. blunts Take together. Take two guys in a room. You have four guys. You have four battles right now. Take two guys in a room. Just shoot it one off. Yeah, and you walk away with four battles instead of nothing. App. Absolutely, and they would have had stuff to drop one a week. We got have we would have had a brand new battle each week for the past month, and then from there, you know, just do your little quarantine thing. But we could have put that off for a hot second. A pay per view at a time like this would be phenomenal. 
Yeah, but I don't know, bro. Who else is on that card, friends? The, the Battle Academy card. Nobody else has been announced yet. That's been there so far. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, listen, man. That'll be <clears throat> more exciting than just shooting it through Zoom or Skype or whatever other application that they're using. You know, so I, 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 I'm not going to mind seeing that. I'm not going to mind seeing that, you know. Man, we got 10 years worth of battle rap events. <laughs> I'm good. Like, I could hold out a couple more months. Like, I'm not going to hold y'all up. Like, I'm dead ass. Like, I'd rather just have stuff be done right. No, I hear and I'd you. Rather have, I'd rather have these battlers get paid. What I'm not uh, like, I'd rather have people get paid for the effort because if you give them less than what they think they should get, they're going to give you less. If it's just a one rounder, they're not gonna give you one hundred and ten percent. They're gonna give you some shit. They're not about to put their heart and soul into a one rounder for five hundred mm-hmm. because it's a three. It's a three battle uh, deal, right? For whatever amount of money, like shoot, I can't do no fucking math. So <laughs> I, I wouldn't. Yeah, you know, you know, you know what it is. You know what it is. Is like you guys see that like all these like producers are, are like doing these battles on IG. And they have like they're doing like their beat battles and rappers doing their hit battles and and it's kind of smart almost because it's like they have a huge audience they're gonna draw them in but also like they're showcasing songs and playlists that, that we already are go know get, that, that, that are gonna go get streamed and, right. and and profit and do numbers and everything and people that probably aren't familiar with the catalogs and throwbacks boom they get I feel like battle rappers are not necessarily taking advantage of the of the opportunity that you. The world is dying for content. Is a content farm available to you? And you guys are just doing battles virtually. Like we could do something better than this. Like I would love to. Like if four battle rappers right now got on a Google Hangout, like a Calico, a John John, you know, a, a DNA, and I don't know somebody else, like Pat Stay, and they talked about like their journey in battle rap between those and it's four screens. I'm watching that. See that? Or oh, each guy plays. Yo, I'm gonna play one well, of my shit, best the rounds. The URL app got all these fucking um, like the rise and you know uh, whatever surf what what surf little I'm thing you doing. Yeah. You know the like they got all like they have a whole section on the app called vlog and there's no fucking vlogs. <laughs> well, you know, like what yo, just like, like let's go, like let's put some content on the fucking app. Just like how these, you still charging me eight dollars a month during this fucking pandemic for this damn app. Pandemic. Put some shit <laughs> on the app. <laughs> what if, what if what do you have somebody like John John interviewing all his peers once tonight, right? And they're, they're on Google That'd Hangout and they're watching a throwback video of whoever he's interviewing. He has ill will. He puts an old ill will. He's like, "Yo, how did you get better from here?" How did you do this? Talk to me about this time. This and you guys are talking about That's it. That's problem. incredible. France, that might yeah. be that might be our job to do at this point. If they ain't gonna do it, we might as well pick up the ball and run with it. You know what I'm saying? But I think what they could do is go, yo, listen, these guys are having beat battles and whatever battles and hit battles. I'm gonna play one of my rounds, you play one of your rounds. I'm gonna pick another one of my rounds. You pick another one of your rounds, and then you know people could just chime in and be like, "Nah, this round so and so had versus this dude ain't beating that round so and so had versus that dude." You know what I'm saying? And you could just have fun with it that way and kind of adapt it to battle rap because that's the only way that we could go about it. But because these like quarantine said, battles, it ain't gonna it ain't gonna scratch my Jones for battle rap. After right? It's like it's no shade towards URL or Mike P and, and Rock because I feel like. 
They're trying. For what it's but... worth, they they gave us something, and that's yeah. cool. Like I'm not upset with nobody. I'm just saying, like if this is gonna go on till June, as they the scientists are saying, then we need to think <laughs> of scientists. creative ways for you to charge me eight dollars a month. <laughs> or I'm turning my subscription off. Yeah, I'm gonna need that eight dollars for gas and shit. You ain't never lied. Because I'm an essential worker, I still gotta take my ass to work. Right. Word up. And plus, being Vlad is saying it, it's a content war out here. Think about how much cheaper content you can get for better value. I mean, all these battlers are doing IG lives and shit. It's like. They're, they're, I feel like everybody just wants, everybody is just at a point where, like, I know Tay Rock was saying, and I know Chef Trez was saying on IG and on Twitter to talk about, I've just been writing. Right. Because they have nothing else to do but write, which is, I mean, go for it. You're creative. Do your thing. But it's like, give them an avenue to also be creative. Don't just give them, like, hey, I'll give you three hundred dollars. You give me a one round. And isn't isn't and isn't this I the know. best time in the world for beat battles? There's not. Hello, a you. I was just about to say that, man. They should be getting on these beats and doing freestyle battles. Like, yo, who had what the hottest verse? War? That's a whole league. That's a whole league. Is verbal warfare? Is rapping freestyle on the beat? That's that's day lane. They're dropping the ball. That's day lane now. URL, they got their own shit now. Verbal warfare, that is y'all lane. And I don't know if y'all gonna hear me. I might even clip this out and post it on social media. But verbal warfare, we need you. Verbal war these, zone. We need you during Word. these dire times. Okay, we need you. Yeah, that's what we need, man. We need some guys to just. Drop some ill freestyles and then let the people decide who had the better freestyles. Boss and chick th- rain. And this could be going on daily. Like, it don't. how long does it take them Dude. to write like a 32 over a beat and drop that? It don't take that yes. long. We don't need you to yes. rap for no five, 10 minutes like you trying to get a deal on Funk Flex. Drop 32 <laughs> bars. <laughs> drop 32 bars. We'd be happy with that. And y'all could do it daily. And then you can create a whole little bracket and see who's iller. They're trying to do a song battle. I seen Nitty wanted to jump in there. And John John wanted to, um, you know, start that up. But, you know, I think some of these brothers are afraid to drop some of their songs. You know what I'm saying? Because everybody ain't got it like that. But mm-hmm. you know, freestyle here and there over some beats, man. That's easy as pie. Mm-hmm. Well, not as easy. Man. I, guess, I guess not. Maybe it makes too much sense. And things that make too much sense in battle rap, you know how it goes. <laughs> Facts, well, then shit. Then, like, shoot. But you I know mean, what, I, what I did see that was uh, entertaining? Uh dumbfounded did his ted talk france you get a chance to check that out i did i did i loved it i loved every second of it i also feel like it's not circulating enough and this is something really big like i don't like he, he could have chose any topic in the world to do a ted talk about and he should he sh- he shined light on some battle rap yeah and I, I have clips of it honestly i really like the fact that he mentions how it like affected his culture mm-hmm. how he viewed it like oh battle rap was such a like black sport and everybody like really love hip hop. It made me like look back at myself as like, well, am I Asian enough? Do I understand my culture? Do I understand my heritage? Because everybody in hip hop like understood their roots. He didn't. Right. You know, it was interesting too. Cause he, at one point he was saying that, you know, immersing himself in his black culture made him feel even more Asian, which was like, like that was kind of ill, but it's like, you know, you start to relate to, 
people who've been getting treated a certain way all their lives and, you know, people who've been segregated and, and pushed to the edges of society and stuff like that. And you start to look around and go, oh, snap, this is kind of sort of like what's happening to me. And gaining that acceptance in that community started to make him feel more of a part of his community. And, you know, hip hop, man, it's got a way of, of making people feel like more connected and stuff like that. And it was just ill to hear him talk about that. I was kind of surprised. Well, I'll be listening to the Airy Spears uh, podcast. Hell yeah, me too. <laughs> and uh, the white guy on there. Andy Steinberg. Saying, yeah. yeah, Andy. He was saying about how American culture is black culture. It is. It is. And like, you know, it only makes sense to tie hip hop into American culture because it came from here. This is not something that, you know, came from Europe or Africa, you know, Africa, like the hip hop started, like you, like we were saying earlier, it started in New York. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it got its roots everywhere. And we know that, you know, of course there's mm-hmm. the drums from Africa, the, 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 the whole musicality from Jamaica, the chanting, and, you know, you got your New Orleans, your jazz all mixed into it. But once it all came together, that's mm-hmm. a uniquely black American mm-hmm. experience and what hip hop is. And everyone's mm-hmm. buying into that black culture. And mm-hmm. then it's like, once you're into this black culture, somehow you relate more to your culture. I'm like, that's kind of crazy no that's real like that's real and i was listening to um what dumbfounded said about it and i was just like that makes a lot of sense i've heard other people i've heard like latinos say that Mm -hmm. um i've heard this is my first time hearing the asian say it so that's why i was just like damn like that really resonates from what i've heard other people say yeah and shout out to him because he didn't have to mention nothing about battle rap absolutely and or he could have been scared to think like mm, maybe this is not the platform right. <laughs> you know and but then- i i definitely give him like and there is actually somebody i know in battle rap that supposedly said that they were reached out to do a ted talk so oh, okay. oh. yeah but for him to actually do one yeah and mention battle rap like that's what's up yeah, it was his whole thing I, I, I rock with him for that yeah how bad he rapped he rapped on the stage too he gave him like a little a little freestyle taste. yeah and you know and you know every time you put a non-battle rap audience with a battle rapper and they have to kind of just like spit battle rhymes but for a theme to entertain them they never necessarily catch what's going on until like you get a little gimmicky right and then he he mentioned how like his first time like ever in a battle he just put his friend ciphering and one of his friends was like, oh, well, you look like Lucy Luke. Right. You know? <laughs> and then he was like, hmm. And he kind of explained the art of rebuttaling. And then he, he, he was like, well, I look like Lucy Lou. That rubbed something. And then he started saying all this crazy stuff. And they all started laughing. And I'm like, you see, it takes that little moment to like just break the ice. And they understand why it's so important. You know, yeah. Well, I'm just kind of upset that no, like I haven't really saw seen a lot of people talk about it. So hopefully, for those listening to this podcast, and I, I probably will chop up a clip of us talking about it too. Like people really go and watch it. I mean, you may not want to watch the whole thing, but you should definitely, you know, scrub to the part where you know he says and talks about battle rap because I think it's important. Like TED Talk, like I know it's a lot major. of y'all niggas from the street. 
But TED Talk, that's that's huge. That's major. And that's I, huge. I thought it was also dope too that he basically said like, "Yo, I was getting bullied and all that, and rapping was mm-hmm. a way for him to gain his confidence and." be able to go out there and stand up against people who were bullying him and who were talking down to him. And it gave him his swag. It gave him his identity. It gave him a sense of like, Oh, I don't have to take this. Like I can be me. I know my self worth. And I know that through my creativity, I can stand up through everything. And I thought it was a dope way. Like people really underestimate how much the arts can really do for a person's soul and, and how they can really uplift them. And I thought it was also dope that he mentioned like, yo, it allowed him to see that, okay, when people are battling me, all they're pretty much were using at the time were Asian jokes, stereotypes, you know, racial epithets. But he also saw that within himself, he was doing the same thing back to other people. And then you start to realize like, yo, as human beings, when people talk shit about you and your culture and they, you know, you're this you know porch monkey jiggaboo this that and the third or whatever your background is it's easy to fall into that and jump right back into that negativity and feed the same monster that you're trying to fight instead of people stepping back and going why would you call me that like you don't know think like you don't even know me like i'm not even going to acknowledge you i'm just going to keep working with my folks and keep building and you know screw you and but he was like, yo, you know, it really made me realize, like, that's not really a cool thing to do. You know what I'm saying? As you start getting older as a human being, mm-hmm. like, this is kind of crazy. Like, so it was just interesting yeah. seeing him recognize that, too. It wasn't just, oh, woe is me. And, you know, everyone's making fun of me because I'm Asian. Like, it's like you said in the, in the TED Talks, chasing the American dream, which ultimately destroyed my family. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, like, we, sometimes people don't see the back the backlash that you go through how, how hard it is and he was really a big like role model for other Asians right, as well right. like they would look at him like oh wow I don't have somebody to look up to well he didn't have anybody at the time I guess necessarily right yeah and and, and plus like I guess like all these guys now they're probably in their early mid 30s so this was all happening in their like late teens early yeah. 20s when the climate of life was just so different and wasn't as it, PC and, either too yeah. Man, you can say whatever you want on the internet back in the days. <laughs> right? right. <laughs> now, now, now you can't even call somebody overweight without getting cancer. <laughs> Look, crazy. you can't say shit. It's so PC now. Word, like, word. back in the... My, I remember MySpace. Oof. I used to have bitches pictures on my motherfucking <laughs> MySpace with, like, creative captions like this look, like, fuck this bitch. If you see me... You better come oh, swing. I used to do some heinous shit on social media. I was look. Yes. I, I'm just. I'm just. Look. <laughs> I just hope them. Um. I just hope there's no way that people can't go back. Because <laughs> I've been on stuff since like high school. People got to. People. People are it's, literally scrubbing their backgrounds now. Look, I can't people scrub are to... my Facebook account because it's just too far back. Yo, it's too far back. Whoever it will take me a whole week to get to the very first. Whoever co- whoever comes up with the first app that allows you to do the one button scrub, balling. Well, I know they got one for Twitter, but they do. They will only yes, they will only oh. they will only delete like I think it's like three thousand tweets at a time in the beginning. 
oh, of and, your profile. And then you got to pay again and do the next yes. 3000 and then the next 3000 The first scrub is free. Oh. So you got 40,000 tweets. You got to pay. Man, you got to pay like four times, time. huh? Or you can go on. <laughs> Ten there's, times. A, there's a way you can go on your page and search yeah, a right. keyword. Uh-huh. So if you use like the um, homophobic F word. Oh, no, See, you can go that. look on you. You can go look on your page. Look at this. We 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 were scared to say it now. <laughs> I mean, but the, but but is that something wrong with that though? That, there is something wrong with it because television doesn't block the N word. It allows you. Thank you, France. I appreciate that. Yes, and you know Listen, why. Cece, you let me, let know me why. Cece, Cece, let me keep you woke real quick. When Caffeine first launched, mm -hmm. and they put the J Mills clip, mm -hmm. they blocked out the F word, but they ain't black out the N word. Hello. Hello, stay woke, my sister. Stay woke. <laughs> stay woke. I've been preaching this for years. They do not care what we say about ourselves because the way we speak about ourselves is what they think we really think we are. And they Ooh. go, if they think that they're that, we're fine with that. Where's my African cap? <laughs> Where's my, my kufi? Where's my okay. beat out kufi at? Because if they if they think that you are fine with being that, they're gonna. Well, this is how they express themselves. It's a term of endearment. Uh, you know, this is how they culturally recognize one another. You know, but everything else is gonna get scrummed down, blocked out. They're like, we're not that. We're we will never allow someone to use the f word anymore in television. But Go Look. ahead, call yourselves the N words all day long. They're not gonna take. Look. They're not gonna take the lead for you and say, "No, we don't think white kids shouldn't hear you guys calling yourselves the N words." We're like, we're just gonna let it fly. You know, people with their YouTube channels, they'll they'll tiptoe around all the alphabet boy words and everything else, but they're gonna sit there and call each other's N bombs all day long because they don't think Hell nothing yeah. is wrong with it, my sister. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Where's my jackfruit? <laughs> okay, Dr. Umar. Mama Oye. <laughs> Mama Oye. Now, with, with all that being said, Vlad, uh, we, we've had two Asian battle rappers now do TED Talk, Jin and Dumbfounded. I'd like to see the brother up there. You know? mm, hell, France, keep your eyes open, my brother. They would not allow the originators of the art form to get up there and talk about the art form. They're going to dilute it and let someone else tell our story for us, my brother. Could you imagine, could you imagine seeing Loaded Lux doing one? <laughs> oh, mm. Nah, Loaded Lux isn't the representative for that. Who would you guys pick to do TED Talks? I could see B-Dot doing one. I, I would see, say, I could see B-Dot doing one. Oops would be really good. He'd be good, too. Yeah, he'd be really good. He'll he pull would. on that heartstrings. You know what I'm saying? He's got a compelling story. You definitely need someone who can communicate to the masses for sure. And, you know, being out there on that, on that, on that political floor and standing up there and talking to all them folks, he'd be good. He'd have a good story for it. <laughs> That's a good call. What if Abram did a TED talk? Oh, yo, I'm going to watch it because that's my nigga. But hey, I'm going to pray for him. I'm oh. Like, oh, Jesus. Oh, my gosh, man. Guide my friend through this TED talk, please, Jesus, because you know him. You know him. It's going to be the him. most misogynistic TED talk we ever heard, man. See, y'all hoes got dressed out here. Come see this TED talk. <laughs> 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 but 
because he's, he's let me tell you something. <laughs> nah, you <man>. bitches <laughs> need to worship the God. You see, your man ain't got Don't control of the household. I asked for you. <laughs> right? Like, <Yeah>. damn. <laughs> now, that'd be the most misogynistic TED Talk we have ever heard. I mean, he will do good, but if it comes to, like, women and like, what about women in the culture? He gonna be, <laughs> I'm gonna be like, oh, fuck. Here we go. Here we fucking go. Here we fucking go. It's going oh, downhill. It would be a mess. Flames. Straight up and down, it would be a mess. You didn't talk much about women in the culture. <laughs> well, y'all can't oh, them hoes ain't shit. Like, oh, damn. <laughs> them hoes wouldn't hear me talk about me anyway. None of them bitches could battle me. And if y'all would have had some pretty hoes in here, I would have been talking about y'all. But, but you ugly bitches, ain't nobody paying attention to ugly bitches anyway, so why would I waste my time? <laughs> Wow. That's how it would go. That's exactly how it would go. And the whole audience and, would just be like... So, to step away from this, if you're not pretty, you shouldn't be getting any attention from men. All right. Thank you, Aver. Uh, you welcome, bitch. <laughs> yeah, oops. That's my point. Yeah, man. Yeah, we rolling with oops. I, think, uh, I can see a B-dot, but I feel like B-dot... Um, but you know they they they, they love when when cats like B Dot step up though. They yeah, like that. he he's gonna rather he's gonna rather some feathers. Mm-hmm. But I'm here for it. I'm here for it too, man. I'm here. But for uh, it. It, I would say oops, because oops know how to talk to these white folks mm-hmm. and not have them be so offended. And he don't cow. That's a fact. You know he don't cow tow or whatever. He the Oscars. and all that. Do. Like that's an art to that tell is. these white folks who they really are, mm-hmm. but then have them become your ally mm-hmm. in the fight. Mm-hmm. That takes art. Cause you could, you could drag some white folks and tell them that, you know, you know, what does Ari Spears says? He'd be like, I ain't saying that all white folks are racist, but you know, for racism, <laughs> like that's, mm. that's a, that like, I love that. Yeah, I yeah, love that. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, now nah, also be good. He can do some shit like that, and white folks be like, "Oh my god, like we have to do better, you guys. We have to join the fight." <laughs> but if Visa says it, they might be like, "Oh, this motherfucker is angry. He's too Ooh. radical. He might shoot my ass He's once we walk out." Too radical. Oh, he too. He too angry. He's what so about angry. what about the ladies? Which uh, which ladies in battle rap could we see doing a TED talk? Oh man, oh, look at friends. Let's do it. What have it? Do we lose him? I'm here. Oh, you just freezing up. Um, you saying women? Yeah. What ladies in battle rap could we see oh, doing a TED talk? Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, come on. <laughs> you are the representative one. right about now. There's got to be oh, one. Wow. Maybe Boss Jazz, Ranger? maybe? Can we do Boss Range? <laughs> Can my girl do one? I actually trust 40 bars to do a TED Talks. 40 bars? What? 40 bars? I would. Okay, let me think before I just be... Okay, because let me think. Now, does she have a story to tell? <laughs> they they yes. tell it to her all the time. They don't let her live yes. it down. <laughs> this bitch was in the mud for a long time. Yes. You know, I could see Lady Luck doing one. I can see her doing Dude, one. Get on my fucking nerves. I'm sorry. I, I can see her know. doing one. 
What? I think official has the oh, personality. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I can see that. She's just going to have to tune up. Like I said, this is a TED talk. So, you know, the jokes and the, and the you know, she has a nice, she, she could do has one. a good aura about herself that makes you want to like, be like, okay, what's she got to say? Right, right. That's so true. I can see official. That's true. But like I say, public speaking is a science. You just can't go up there and just blabble, blabber for an hour. No, absolutely Because you want not. people to walk away with something. You want it to resonate. You want people to be like, yo, like, I got to know more. Like, if it's your a mission you're on, if it's something that you're trying to sell, you want people to be engaged with you after the talk is over. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? But I think official has the personality and aura. I just never seen her public speak, so I'm not sure if she is a good public speaker. But mm-hmm. for her to be a battle rapper, I know she's not scared of no crowd. Absolutely not. For sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I say official. Boy. I say 40 Bars has a really good story. He's got a story to tell for but sure. But like I said... Public speaking ain't the same as battle rap. Right. And this week we saw uh, Loaded Lux was up at uh, Columbia University, friends? Yeah, he was, man. He was. Uh, I definitely uh, wish the the production for it was just a little more concise for the type of content we were getting because it's really condensed to get like one of the best battle rappers of all time at an Ivy League college. But he really talked about his storyline of how he got into rap and how he was as a kid being creative, how video games really inspired him, how little like road trips to like Jersey and seeing bridges and waters or going places will like fuel his like imagination. And as a kid, like he would like sometimes veer off to the corner of a room and not talk to anybody. And people's like, well, what's wrong with John? And his, mo- his mother used to defend him like, relax. This is, this is how he creates. Just let him and- be, let him be. Right. I thought that was a good point. Like, cause sometimes parents do stifle like stifling you like they kind of like i i have friends who are like doctors lawyers you know therapists and they are like more of a creative person and they wanted to do other things in life but their parents told them that no you're going to be either a doctor or a lawyer mm-hmm. none of that artsy shit that artsy shit don't pay no bills right so that i you know what you know big ups to his mom that allowed him to be himself that's a fact yeah no it was pretty dope man and then if you guys tune into it there's also oh, i forgot what the educator's name is with the brother's name but it was Dr. like somebody Dr. with Dr. the tight ass fucking pants and <laughs> damn leggings on but it was dope to hear him pretty much translate everything that lux was saying and to 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 really bring it to the light to to show you the bigger picture of everything that Lux has in his riddles and his puzzles and all that. So a real dope conversation, man. If you guys get to go check it out. It's on 15 Big Minutes of Fame. To, uh, Nikki Knowledge and 15 Minutes of Fame for that. Yeah, man. Really enjoyed watching it, man. Lux is a, mm-hmm. it's a special kind of character. It's an interesting. You know, character. he beat. And like I said, again, he got a story to tell, too. And I feel like with those TED Talks, like, if you got a story to tell, that's just half the battle. Right. Well, Lux is just <laughs> ill because it's like... He speaks to those that can hear his rhythm, but mm-hmm. I feel like if you're outside of that circle and you're just not hearing those drums in his words, 
like you might not understand what's really going on at that point in time. So it was really dope for the doctor to really break it down for everyone else who was in the audience who might not be as in tune with battle rap and what Lux has to say to get that bigger message out there to everybody. So it was real dope. Mm-hmm. Word, man. France, is that it that's going on this week, player? That's all we got for today, brother. We, that's all we got. That's all we got, man. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for rocking with us once again. Let's talk battle rap podcast. You got any questions? Email us at let's talk battle rap at gmail.com. Follow the show at LTBR Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter at program V. CC, where can they find you? Uh social media everywhere at CC on air. That's C E C E. Also, also on YouTube, and um, yeah, if you're in Columbus, you can hear me every night, seven to midnight. Keep rocking, keep those brothers in line because we know that music keeps them still. Because you turn that drum off, who knows what the hell's gonna happen out there? So, thank you everyone for rocking with us. Until next time, peace. <laughs>